Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, Albie, you've done, you're in marketing sales kind of thing, right? Kind of, yeah. Oh, I didn't really... Did you turn off my... Is my mic on? Your Why mic do... is on. Yes. Okay. Do you Just want checking. it on? Do you... Okay. I think my headphones need okay. to Check Stay one, set. two. Okay. okay. Stop there. Okay. Thank you. you may make sure... This is not the kind of thing we want to figure out before. <laughs> I thought it sounded okay before. Um... I don't know what happened. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I'm in marketing. Formulating Slash... a hot sauce <laughs> deal. You're formulating a hot sauce deal? What does that mean? Alice, how long have we known each other? 12, almost 13 years. So here's the deal. Mm -hmm. After careful deliberation, I've come to the conclusion that Chelsea Fire hot sauce is the best straight up hot sauce there is. Oh, yeah? The best straight up. Now, there are some that are more elaborate, some that are different tasting, some that are hotter, some of those. But pound for pound, it's the best there is. And it was made by a guy, a member of uh, of the Chelsea Fire Department, okay. I'm pretty sure, named John. And they make it now. It's at, it's actually, you guys should know this, it's at it's on sale at Market Basket. And it's just delicious. So I want to deal with them. So I've started a, an email to the guy, John, who owns mm-hmm. the business. Hi, John. My name is Tom Shattuck. I host a radio show on WTIC in Hartford, and I'm a columnist for the Boston Herald. Now my wife and myself, which, by the way, my my word thing wants me, grammarly wants me to change to my wife and I. Okay. Do I? I think either is fine. Now my wife and I host a podcast called the Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel, and I'm going to give him a link. I mean, it's good branding with the burn and the fire. Yes. And the- Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's right. Good thinking, else. So, um, so once again, something we might think about figuring out before the show starts, too. So, I think, like, the so I'm writing phones. him an email. Yes, uh-huh. we'd love you to be a sponsor. It just makes sense. What 
do we want to ask for? Because he's, he, it's like a, it's like a, I, I'm sure he's making money off of it, but a lot of it goes to charity, etc. What do we ask for? What is the deal? I don't know. I mean, what? You want it on trade? You just want free hot sauce? I want it? free hot sauce. <laughs> okay. I mean, then I would ask for free hot sauce then, if you, that's what you want. I How many uh, monthly downloads do we have? Monthly downloads? Yep. Probably 60, 70K. But, I mean, okay, but yeah. Some of those aren't back episodes, though, so unless we were going to go back and insert it into all our old episodes, which I suppose we could, but I don't know. Um, I don't... Why are we doing this right now during the show? I'll tell you Just why. Just out of curiosity. Okay. I'm looking forward to hearing about why. Because I would just go talk about a topic, but I wouldn't want to be How many uh, bottles of hot sauce do you think are in a case? Like 12 or 24, probably. Okay. I don't know how big a bottle is even, so I don't know. But probably a number like that. Um. So... I mean, are we always going to do this on the show from now on? Because I don't think it's super compelling content. Hold I on. I have to be honest with you. I'm holding on. And what is our, how do you find the podcast? How do you find the podcast? How does he find it? At burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's links to all the ways to listen. www.burnbarrelpodcast.com. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll see if this works. If you guys have any ideas... <laughs> For follow-ups or something, then I would like to know. Okay, good. Okay. Important content for the listeners. So here's the deal. Mm -hmm. So I was just at um, karate for the kids. And it is taking, by the way. Our little son, Anson, who's six. Mm -hmm. Seven, but okay. Seven. He's got like a really good combination punch. He was really punching hard. And he got his kicks on, and he was great. And I thought, like, this has been, this is Five Dragons up in Amesbury. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll get him a uh, bottle of hot sauce if things work out. But we're going to name this the Chelsea Fire Hot Sauce Studio if he <laughs> if he gives us the hot sauce. Okay. So, by the way, if you guys have certain hot sauces that we must try, let me know. Because I'm allowed to have hot sauces that don't have any, like, sugar in them or or fruit. That's, so there, some of them do. Yeah. So anyway, the, this class of kids today at uh, Five Dragons uh, was – is fantastic. They've all gotten better together. They were loud. They were in sync. They could storm the hill. They were ready. <laughs> I was telling you, they were like, have you ever heard such a, like a, a good and strong group? It was like shocking to hear. I, I mean, it was good. So, so, and then something occurred to me. They were running them ragged today, which of course I love, yeah. which, which hits me in, a, in right in my heart. I love it. And, and while they're doing it, after they were running them ragged, and then they had them do push-ups, and they the kids who needed to have better form, they took aside and made do better form. So you were feeling the burn today in this in this um, class. It was there was no getting away with it. And then they had them do three minutes of planking Ooh. at the end. Awesome, 
it reminded me of when I did Fat Camp in Melrose, uh, the planking, and then, and so this is. I was made so happy by the sound of these kids in utter pain. <laughs> um, and actually, Anson lasted. Our kid asked, lasted all three minutes. He mm-hmm. only three out of maybe fifteen lasted all three minutes. Wow! But there was, there was a time after the two minute mark, then all you could hear was moans <laughs> from the kids. Oh, like they'd all been gut shot in a Civil War field somewhere, and it was incredible. And I thought and this is my idea for Sensei Rick of Five Dragons. Mm-hmm. It's my idea. Sell soundtracks of the pain noises that the kids make. <laughs> Because they sell the T-shirts and you know, as like white noise for parents yes, to be, for parents to so feel you, good. You just marinate in the sound of of child pain. It's so wonderful. <laughs> oh man! And plus, it's healthy, good pain, is it not? It is. It's good for you. It makes you. And stronger. I thought about it. I thought about it during the class, and then as I was leaving the class, you know, my my knee's been messed up. Mm-hmm. My knee pain turned into a sharp knee pain, and I was limping out. And this guy was probably like in his seventies. Said that was me last week. I have sciatica, and I was like, oh yeah. And I was, it hurt so much that when I got to the parking lot, I, I couldn't get my shoes fully on. And my knee hurt so much that I couldn't, I was stuck where I stood. And I thought, I'm going to have to call you <laughs> to get me because I couldn't lift my knee, my leg because my knee, it was, it's a sharp pain, like a dagger right yeah. in the kneecap. And yeah, I thought, man, I'm going to have to get airlifted off of this place right here. I can't make it anymore. I've never had this kind of pain. Um, but then I did. I finally did make it to the car, and then and and now like I can walk a little bit. But I had ibuprofen and I made a cocktail. So we'll see what happens. But I think we've got a synergy situation here, Alice. Okay. You know we're coming live from the Chelsea Hot Sauce, Hot, uh, Sauce Studios, as you know. Well, we'll see if we are. I guess. But let me tell you a little bit about. Okay. You, you were asking me about um, the Chelsea Hot Sauce story. Mm-hmm. Chelsea Fire hot, Wicked Hot Sauce brand was invented and branded and incorporated originally in Chelsea, Mass. Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce was inspired by and named after the great Chelsea Fires of 1908 in 1973, in which you would have found birth uh, one whom? Uh, Thomas Wynn Shattuck. Exactly. Uh, which was nearly devastated a community. Instead, the events brought <laughs> yeah, neighbors... Yeah, I would say that birth did. Instead, the events brought neighbors together and strengthened the resolve of the citizens of Chelsea, Massachusetts. Have you ever noticed that the hotter the sauce, the less flavor it has? Do we really need to give up flavor to get that heat? Not with Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, a wickedly flavorful blend of habanero and ghost peppers. First you get the flavor, then you get that nice, slow, creeping burn. Every hot sauce enthusiast seeks in a quality hot sauce. This guy's right. He knows he's right. Mm -hmm. Chelsea Hot Sauce will donate 5% of its wholesale and retail purchase price to the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation, assisting families and coworkers with counseling scholarships and support programs. Then you go to shop. They hit the shop button. This is a very scaled down website. There's a picture of Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce there. Mm-hmm. But then you go to all products. <laughs> is it one product? Correct. <laughs> I like it. I like it too. I want to start our. Uh, oh. Oh what? Oh my God, Alice! What? What? What is it? Alice! What's wrong? I closed the deal! Wait, really? I closed the damn deal! Wait, what? Hi, Tom. You got it. I can send you some bullet points, too. Regards, John W. Brown, owner of Chelsea Fire Hot Sauce. (laughs) Oh, my God, Alice! This is the greatest day. This is the greatest day. Chelsea Fire Hot Sauce. 
Oh my goodness! The Chelsea coming to you straight from the Chelsea Fire Hot. I actually can't believe that. I can't believe it either. <laughs> Why didn't we ask for a hundred grand? What are you crazy? <sighs> oh, this is well, great. You know, I am... maybe if the partnership works out for a while, maybe um, you can graduate to charging real money someday. <laughs> but or you can just get paid in hot sauce forever. I don't know. Hold on. Trish says congratulations in the chat. I'm amazed, to be honest with you. Morgan's congratulating you, too. Can't believe that that's true. Seems crazy. Is this made up? Is this a bit? No. <laughs> I'm just not always sure with you. Sometimes I play an unwitting part in a bit you're doing, and I don't know. No. Oh, my God, Alice. I've never closed any deal ever in my life. This is incredible. Maybe it's good luck to do it on Hi, the Tom. live stream. I'm sorry. I was Hi, a doubting Thomas. You got it. I can send you some bullet points. You got bullet points. I was a doubting Thomas, and you closed the deal. Maybe it's good luck to do it on the show. Maybe you should try and do all your selling on the show itself. Do you think so? This is the greatest single day in Burn Barrel history. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay, so other things, Alice. I'm surprised that we didn't get more action on the chat chat, just simply, too, because yesterday's show is one where we, we kind of fought a little bit. At but I wasn't there for most of the show, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, most sorry. people I'm probably sorry. stopped I mean, watching. I mean, I, I trashed you while you weren't there, is what I meant. <laughs> no. But we kind of uh, we kind of fought a little bit yesterday. Just What were we fighting? Because you weren't paying attention, right? Yeah. I actually talked to Todd Feinberg about this this morning. Mm-hmm. During my walk, and he found, of course, Todd found that's fascinating. He finds everything fascinating. Doesn't matter. I, mean, I love Todd. Uh, so do I. He's the greatest. But he mm-hmm. finds stuff fascinating. He's so. What were his other? What What did he find? He thought it was exciting and be good content because it's at each other. But I thought that maybe, but we talked about just being on the air and like that feeling. And sometimes, and, and Todd sometimes wonders if I'm losing the lose. Uh, sometimes I buzz off, mm-hmm. uh, lose lose the ping with him. Sometimes as we're talking. During his during our crossover time, and a couple of times I have, but it's only generally when like there's a caller that's not really compelling. And I'm like, right. um, and I just which is still bad etiquette and still not good because he's you're they like what he said. Todd said essentially, and he's right. Is like when somebody does that and you're trying to do a thing with somebody and then you realize you're alone, is that you're you then you have to start from scratch again. Right. Although, to, I, in fairness, you do it to me quite a lot. All too. the time. I yes. do it all the time. Yes. The difference is that in our contract, I can do it to you, but I need your attention. Um, I'm here to wait on you. But it's this like this feeling when you, especially when- You've it, actually walked out of the room before in the middle of the podcast while I'm talking to like take a call in the hallway or something. Oh, that's right. Well, I mean, that's you got to be prepared for that. That's because I have to take a call in the hallway. It's nothing like- it's nothing. You know, I probably like grabbed cocktails or <laughs> like I made a burger downstairs one time. But but um, but um, so it, it just you get it's like it's a very unique situation that people who are doing broadcast stuff would know the most, especially people who have done broadcast stuff. You know, well now we're live, but like if you're doing broadcast stuff like in a studio. Mm-hmm. In the old days, you know, ten or fifteen years ago, you can a a host can simply melt down because he's just been, he's essentially just torn asunder by the realities, and it can really get to you. And sometimes, 
it can be you know you've 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 based the entire show around one play or one theme, and so anyway, I was listening to Jerry's Callahan, Jerry Callahan's podcast today. Yeah, Jerry Callahan, who does not have Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce as a sponsor like we do. <laughs> well, I assume the Jerry Callahan podcast probably asks for money too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hey, they, the you got it was so quick, Alice. Should I have asked for a, a truck? He's like usually he's like the usual deal we do is like a truckload of hot sauces and eight thousand eight hundred thousand dollars with. I mean, sports. did you tell him how many spots or whatever? You're- Six months. Oh wow, that's a long contract for what one case of hot sauce. Maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> how much? How many hot sauces did you ask for? A uh, case. <laughs> I don't know. So, by the way, this only goes for Chelsea Fire hot sauce, guys. <laughs> Other than the actual rack rate is uh, something more. Leave a load of land of the deal. Okay, so anyway, so Jerry's show today, listening to it, and it reminded me a little bit of yesterday. Not quite, but of a situation that it's it happens every time. If you're you've been a producer in the radio, mm-hmm. you've been there. And if you've been a host, and even not even just a host, let's say you're giving a presentation for your work, and you know you need somebody to be clutch and they're not, or even in somebody. In your your adult hockey team, this is the company softball team. Yeah, I was team. just about to say a sports company trivia team. It's probably some kind of sports metaphor where somebody like you pass the ball and nothing happens. And it's not just nothing happens, but like tragically, nobody's doing what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. So let me grab Jerry's. I have a thousand windows open, of course. Oh, at this point, it's all. It's I mean, we've already won the day. So listen to this. He's talking about the the, the cut we played essentially yesterday with John Kirby. At, mm-hmm. When they said, uh, when they asked him, what do you think about people in China yelling freedom, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so that's the cut Jerry's looking for. <laughs> I could tell there was a problem <laughs> seconds into this. Is this Ducey or who asked the question? Or do we, it doesn't even matter. I, I honestly don't know who asked the question. Ducey grilled them good yesterday, but uh, let's listen to this mealy mouth. I don't even know what that means, but this pathetic... Uh, just cowardly response from uh, the Biden administration on the uh, uprising in China. Go ahead. I'm wondering, what is the president's reaction when he hears protesters in China chant freedom or Xi Jinping step down? The president's not going to speak for protesters uh, around the world. They're speaking for themselves. Go ahead. Play play the rest of it. (laughs) Right there, I thought. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Also, I don't think that's Peter Doocy, is it? No, it's not Doocy. It's I think uh, Klein or the, the kid from um, from CBS. But that's okay. He okay. asked if it was Doocy. He didn't know. So I'm gonna let's play. Let's live that through that together again. Step down. The president's not gonna speak for protesters uh, around the world. They're speaking for themselves. Go ahead. Play play the rest of it. That's the whole clip. Okay, can you get the longer clip? I mean, God, is that asking too much to have the whole answer? Anyway, John Kirby says nothing. Can you get the rest of the clip, please, now? I want the rest of the clip. I want the entire answer. I want all the answers that Kirby gave to these questions. This has now gone from (laughs) being a condemnation of one failure to really uh, settling all scores. This is what's happening here. Nothing. Can you get the rest of the clip, please, now? I want the rest of the clip. I want the entire answer. I want all the answers that Kirby gave to these questions. 
That, that's not good enough. Did you not know that that response was 10 seconds long and his real answer is like two minutes long? I didn't I mean, know. Just okay, go find the rest of the answer, please. Uh, anyway, he gets grilled three or four times, says nothing. The president's Jerry tries to let walk them it speak off, for shake themselves. it off. What? Nope. Speak for themselves. It's your job to support them. It's your job as a, the leader of the free world to support these people who want to be free. You march out this... Craig continues to not have the clip. Now, I have been in this position as a producer. Uh, as the trembling and chills come over you, as things are continuing to fail here. <laughs> you can tell that Jerry is still not over it initially, and he is uh, revisiting now the issue. He suit to say he'll let them speak for themselves. I'll get you. The, when you want me to find the response and I'll send it to you, is that what I have to do? Yeah. This is the one that you sent me. Okay, find another one. I'm fine. Why is that so hard to do? This, this, every, this is a press conference. That means every answer is out there is available. You could have the whole press conference. You could have every answer. This is the most important uh, clip of the day. It's the president's response to the rise up. This is the most important clip of the day. This is a press conference. What he's doing is packing the warhead full of TNT. So he can nuke Craig to a, a level that is supposed to shatter Craig. So he knows that this is not just, just so you know, this is what's called a press conference, patronizing, condescending. Uh, it's the most important clip of the day. In other words, if you were smart, you would know that. Uh, by the way, and I'm not judging Craig or Jerry on this. I, I'm, I'm just, as somebody who's been in the position, on in the Craig position on this, I have had some producers who have astounded me. Uh, uh, just, uh, <laughs> one kid used to re record cuts um, just with his phone off of a computer. So <laughs> no. Yeah, and I said no. to him, I said, "Tell me, um, we'll call him Ben." I said, "Ben." And Ben had gone to a very expensive broadcast school. Mm -hmm. It was like sixty grand a year. Okay. I said, "Ben, there's no way that you just recorded that with a <laughs> cell phone off of a computer's speaker, right?" And he said, "Yes." <laughs> I said, okay. No. Oh. <sighs> Reminds me of the guy, another producer one time at when I was over at WRKO, who was late one day and he came running in carrying a cat cage for a cat. So <laughs> I put this under your desk till the end of my shift. And I thought, this kid is not going to last here. Don't ask anybody to put your cat holder <laughs> under anybody's desk. So, okay, let's go back to Jerry here. He's not taking this well. Conference. That means every answer is out there is available. You could have the whole press conference, you could have every answer. This is the most important uh, clip of the day. It's the president's response to the rise up to the uprising in China. And you give me 10 seconds. You got to get more than that, Ironhead. I'm sorry. Mm. It's just that's not good enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to find every clip myself. I'll send I'll do that. I'll find it. And I'll send it to you. It's not over. Okay. You don't have Ducey going back and forth. Craig says, OK, not the right answer, Craig. Don't let Jerry. If Jerry sends every clip himself, you've got a problem, Craig. That is not good. You do not want that to happen. But, you know, probably what's happening, too, is Jerry is not seeing a, I, I would assume, I'm speculating, Jerry is not seeing a, um, you know, a, a not desperation, but um, he's not seeing a, a hunger. He's not seeing a desperate yearning to get the clip <laughs> from Craig's body language. He's not. He's not seeing it. Okay. I think that's what he's seeing. 
with him. You don't have any other answers. He, he got asked five different times about the China, and that's all you have is 10 seconds. Well, all I'm seeing is 20-second clips, and that is the one that you sent. Okay, I don't care what I sent you. Okay. That's not your job, your job. See, now Craig is doing this exactly wrong. Yeah. He should not kind of take a beating and, like, you know, mumble that there are no in- answers. He should either be quiet and do whatever it takes under God himself to get the clip. Right. Or explode back on Jerry in a way that's really fiery and like, holy God, like lose his mind on Jerry. And then. And then you could have some fireworks. And then you have fireworks. And then Jerry gets amused by all that. And then he's like, wow, this is actually pretty good. I'll, I'll take this. But, you know, easier said than done. It's, it's me. I'm over here. I'm not there. Was to get the clips that matter, you guys get the the, the the sound that matters. I mean, how do you how do you not see that? The one, the most important thing yesterday was the White House's response to this to the to the protests in China, and that's all you have. Now, so this is where when Jerry says "get the sound that matters," you know, first of all, obviously Craig can't read Jerry's mind. Right, he's not quite sure. That said, this is also, I think, where there's a difference. Because all the, Craig is a, a, a good conservative, and so he know, like he knows, you right, know, right, right. what's going on. But no, Craig's the, great. I mean, oh no, I agree. But this is probably somewhere where had Craig been a producer for a radio station for years, like mm-hmm. Colony would know. Colony knows exactly. Or knows exactly this the the makeup of Jerry's brain. I think it knows exactly what Jerry would want, which makes Dave a great producer because he also knows what Kirk wants usually. You yeah, because he can he knows he's been in both of those worlds. And Dave's got no soul, and so he'll like he can walk from room politics to room sports to room, you know, uh, you know, smuttiness to whatever, in 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 be nonplussed and work and operate in all of them because he's soulless. Mm-hmm. But you know, and also. And I think that I don't even know is are Craig and Jerry in the same room? I'm not sure. If they're not, if they're not, maybe they are. If they're not, that can be a problem too. Because if you're not in the same room, a lot of times I don't know if Jerry's a good communicator. I think it's much easier being in the same right. room, having done it with you, who obviously we're very close and understand each other very well and communicate news and clips and stuff to each other all the time, whether we're doing a show or not. Um, so I think we're about. As closely linked as a podcast team can be, but there's a difference not being in the same room with you when we're not in the same room. Oh, totally. Being it, when you're together in the same room, it's much much easier to like read body language and and bounce off each other and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's a tough. Well, but also that if they were together, that they'd be have reps together, and they'd know mm-hmm. what each other, how each other work works, and he would have a better idea of what the kind of thing Jerry looks for, and what the kind of thing. I mean, he would know where Jerry goes to find to, to learn what the best clips are, right? And like Howie used to always go to Lucianne and Free Republic, right? And so I knew where Howie would be looking, so I'd get there first when I was mm-hmm. when I would fill in for Howie. On Howie, uh, as a producer, and you, I learned where Michael uh, Graham went. You learned, although Graham was, I had many of these back and forth, like Jerry's having with Graham for the yeah. first year. It was just, it was absolutely at each other. 
But you also did like multiple hours of show prep in the lead up to the show, going mm-hmm. back and forth about clips and like producing whole things, like long things of stuff put together. And, like you would argue things out sort of in advance and have like you guys. Oh, did yes. A, yes. You we did, did a- like hours of really show prep. That's a great point. In a way that I don't know that that Craig and Jerry do that together. Like, spend that kind of time, like, in the same yeah, room. Like, you and Graham were like... He's got a full-time job. Right. So, so you and Graham would be, like, yes, you know, have next four, to each other for, Three or four like hours, hours hashing stuff out. Right. You'd have you'd pitching stories and then taking a side and then arguing, and then it was the run-through. It was batting practice. That's well said, Alice. Um, I remember because some of the salespeople used to say, can you guys calm down, quiet down? I'm like, what the fuck? It's a radio station, right? <laughs> yeah. We are what you sell, right. by the way. So <laughs> Or don't sell, depending. I mean, they couldn't so, sell. They never got the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce I know, account. So. I know. Um but uh yeah, I I think I think that's a so it's a tough thing to do when you're not having that kind of relationship. You right, know? and I think that's the thing, is that if they do enough reps together, then they'll trust each other more. And and actually, on yesterday's show, Craig was very good. He had a, a couple of good lines. He was a wise ass, and he was like piping up a lot. And I'll, I'll have more to say in that moment. Okay, I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. You, you know, why don't you, uh, you know, talk about uh, talk about? Else. In other words, he's this is this is he's doing the same thing you did yesterday. Exactly. That's exactly right. The whole thing is just collapsing around <laughs> me. I'm going to let it collapse. Even though it only collapsed 25%, I'm going to let it collapse 85% so you can see what you caused. <laughs> this is like a quarterly review, except just live and, and interpretive uh, broadcast version. And I'll look for it, and I'll find it, and I'll send it to you. We could play all, all the responses to all the questions about China from... Uh... I'll look for it, and I'll find it, and I'll send it to you. That is a Michael, very Michael Graham thing to say, too. Oh, I can do your job better. Or my, my last... He, Graham used to always say to me, is, oh, my last guy could find it, no problem. I was going to find it. I was going to find it. He was a dickhead. From John Kirby. Or uh, or not. By the way, in, right. in Craig's, in, or not, he says, in Craig's defense, we had the John Kirby cut yesterday, too. Mm-hmm. It's good. I'm not sure that Kirby, like, all the responses from John Kirby were gold yesterday, <laughs> you know. Move on. We'll move on since we can't don't have the capability of playing all his answers Ooh. about China from yesterday. Let me get to uh, something else here. Let's get to uh, uh, what, do we got? what do we got? We got uh, so we'll get to Sam Britton. That's the best story of the day. Well, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. We'll move on to uh, the the uh, Biden. Uh, the most revealing thing I think about Joe. And- anyway, so you go. We'll move on. He says That's we've done officially declaring defeat. <laughs> Just not going to happen. Yeah. Ouch. So, yeah, and so, but to Craig's credit, and I have, like, once again, I am not judging Craig because I have been in that position, and it only gets tougher. It only gets tougher as, hey, uh, James, we've got some uh, hot sauce coming. It only gets tougher as each moment passes, and you're still not finding it, and you're trying to defend yourself, and you're getting browbeat. So it only gets tougher. So he was, uh, he, like, he hung in there. And that's good for him, and um, and and actually, uh, uh, he dusted himself off. Craig did, and mm-hmm. and interacted on in the rest of the podcast because I thought, okay, now he's emotionally dead. He's not gonna. He's just gonna whimper out of this thing. And he didn't. He like, you know, there's everybody's got their own strengths and weaknesses, 
And you know, also, let me tell you this. If Jerry wanted a specific cut, he should have sent him what he wanted. A specific cut. Right. Michael Graham used to always assume that I knew exactly what he wanted because I, I was inside his head and I knew how he mm-hmm. wanted to riff, and I didn't. So he'd tell me, he'd send a link and say, 24 seconds in to, to 56 seconds in, exactly. And we had it because I wasn't getting what he wanted, and I was doing what Craig did. And didn't have the whole thing, and he'd say, "What are you? What are you doing? Why are you doing the whatever?" And finally, we said, "Okay, we need to." He said, "We need to communicate exactly." I'm going to do that. I didn't have to do it with my last guy, but I'm going to communicate exactly. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. This is, you want this? It's kind of lime water. So, but but then and then that was fine. But you know, people click in different ways. And then after after one year, we I had one year of total hostility between me and Michael Graham. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at about exactly a year, it was after I had you know stayed behind like on Christmas Eve, putting together the Christmas special myself. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that Graham felt that he could totally trust me, and we had like like we had bonded. And then we were a strong. Uh, pairing together i think anyway yeah um and also i was doing i was freelancing my own stuff i was coming up with bits and things like that mm-hmm. and on my own and bits in which a lot of times it was hostile towards him and he, he always liked that and he because you know once you you know a lot of these hosts all they want to see is that you're bleeding like they are right. you just want to see because they're going in and you know, doing a podcast is not the not the end of the world. It's, I'm sure it's tough for some people and uh, easy for others. But you, you just want to... Well, you s- want to see that the other person's trying. Like, you've you- had that before when you've done a few like hobby podcasts here and there that mm. you wanted yes. to be more than hobby podcasts and other people weren't always all in. Yeah, totally. Totally. And like I've had one of the things... People that- are goofing off and... Goofing off or... Like one of the things that I've had over the years, like even starting in two thousand nine, when I when we were, I was doing a podcast, is is we we used to do one a few of us at an old radio station, and the other guys would all say, "Oh, you know, we'll chime in with funny stuff, and you do the talking." Like, "Oh, oh, really? Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> I'll do the talking, and you just chime in with funny stuff." Really, that sounds like a fair deal. It's great to to be able to say nothing. Mm-hmm. Then again, actually, <clears throat> maybe it helped. Yeah, but a few people in the chat were saying that they wish that you or Turtle Boy were still on there more often or whatever. I I do think Jerry's more fun when he has another person who's who's 
going a well, little bit I more. Well, I do too because why is Jerry? Although I do think Craig is good when he wants to be. Ooh, what else? What does that mean? I don't know. What does that mean? <laughs> I mean that I mean when he's more relaxed and stuff. Well, like he's on more relaxed. Some of the other things that he does, he's funnier and like. I mean, and, and he is, and like I talked to him a tiny bit at the convention, not yeah. a lot, but I, I mean he's he's actually like a big conservative, but you can't necessarily tell to listen to Jerry's show. You're right. He's very subdued, and I think that he's probably still just – he doesn't know what level of inclusion Jerry wants. Because mm-hmm. actually, you know what I listened to the other night? Was a very good show. Have you listened to that? Um, I heard some the other day when it was the thing where he was pretending to be laid off or from oh, Twitter yeah. from or whatever. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That whole so thing. that's I the first one – the first episode I listened mm-hmm. to, and I think I heard one more. It's a very funny podcast. Yeah. They're all funny. Craig is funny as hell in that. They're all, all of them are funny. I, mm-hmm. And like, but of course he's got a comfort zone with those guys. Yeah. Um. But um. But I mean, I think if they if they just work together and spend some time together, then 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 they'll both be more comfortable. But I think that that's right. Why is Jerry doing this this mechanical stuff? Like he he shouldn't have to set up every topic and do everything. He's one of the things about the the Dennis and Callahan show was Jerry's a funny bastard. Yeah. You know, and so that's like that's that's it. what Fred Smiley said to me about Jerry actually when I talked. Oh, to him. really? He said he's a wise ass. He is a wise ass. He's a wise. He said ass. I he love Jerry. He's such a wise ass. Jerry is great, and in person, he reminds me of like every dude you could tell that he was high mm-hmm. school jock. Yeah, you could tell he's got a little bit of that where he's looking at you at whatever fly you have. You better <laughs> believe it's coming back at you. But he is a wise ass. But the best thing about about these wise asses, and almost every radio a hole I know, is that all of them can take it when when you dish it out. Mm-hmm. You know, all of them. There are some who don't like you criticizing their podcast episodes, even for a nanosecond. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I didn't. I, I just thought it was interesting, and people who are broad uh, podcast fans or broadcast fans might uh, think that kind of stuff is interesting i yield the floor to my darling and beautiful wife Alice. nice to see you again it's nice to see you too as always yeah, yeah. as always you're wonderful and lovely i complimented you on twitter last night did you even see that tweet i just Where saw I oh, the dinner that i made my food that yeah. you made me yeah good thank you yeah i saw that that was very nice i saw it today it was a very nice dinner. It's true. I'm happy to make you something again. I would. That's one of the things about you not being able to eat everything is that I really miss making you decadent pasta. Well, you can things. make me that again. Yeah. And um, I actually spoke to my Wake Up Eighty coach today because I wasn't feeling like I was getting quite enough carbs, and she, I sent her some samples of like what I'd been eating. My. Uh, my like calorie log and whatever and so she was saying that uh i should skip i should if i want to eat spinach i should eat spinach as a bonus vegetable but i should try and get in more other vegetables too no well not you for me but i like other vegetables so like peppers and cucumbers and like other things like that and um more of my primal kitchen caesar dressing that i love i bought some today fats the caesar yeah i bought caesar and um oh yum okay i love that I love that. I'm going to eat that with cucumbers later then. Good. Good. And then I'm going to enjoy it. But yeah, I was emailing with her and yeah, so she said I could do that or add some more berries. But I loved that. I loved the dinner you made me last night. So I'm going to have that again. And uh, if you're inclined to make it, do we still have more burgers or did you give them all to Pepper? No, only four I gave Pepper. Okay. Well, anyway, so that was lovely. That was a nice dinner. Um we didn't do it on this show recently, I think, but you did some of the Canada, the suicide story recently. 
too. Didn't I you? did? Didn't you no. on your radio show? Didn't you do the commercial? Or no? Did you not? No. Yes, I did. You did do the commercial. Yes. So like a, a Canadian company is running ads now promoting assisted suicide. And there's all they're like encouraging people who are too poor to live because Canada's social programs, even though for some reason they tell us about them all the time here, like they're great. They actually suck. And people are living in utter poverty and deprivation who are like disabled. And they're just like, well, you could always consider assisted suicide, basically. Right. Yeah. It's like what they're telling people now in Canada. It's really really dark and disturbing and i'm kind of laughing because but it's like creepy but now if you google um suicide in canada like you know how if you google suicide here yes you get like a hotline to help you not commit suicide but in canada now if you google that you get it will pop up with the hotline in case you want to be talked out of committing suicide, but it'll also pop up with information to have for how to get in touch with somebody who can help you do the deed. Just a PayPal button comes up. <laughs> yeah. It is interesting. Enter Alice, your health insurance number here, and we will. It hook is interesting you up. that we've come here th- this far because I mean, like the treatment, some of the globalist stuff that Trudeau says, and the treatment of the truckers. Some of whom, like, he yeah. took their rigs from them, etc. Mm-hmm. And they went after them, like, with the banks. And people doxed right. people right. who donated to them. Through right, Gibson and called them go. Nazis and yeah. the Confederate flag. And they were... um, this idea that if you're depressed, that the state will help you kill yourself <laughs> would be unthinkable a few years ago. Yeah. This is not normal. This is not normal. Trump is a lot of things, including a, uh, including a good pal of uh, some avowed anti-Semites now. But he ain't this. He's got the like common sense lizard brain thing going. Mm-hmm. This is weird. Yeah. Yeah, the the assisted suicide stuff. And it's interesting because I know a lot of people are kind of squishy on that issue, especially if you've had a loved one die in like a terrible or painful way. Like a lot of people do feel that it should be legal at the very end of life when people are in a lot of pain and suffering and all this stuff. And I get that. But I was also told there definitely was absolutely not a slippery slope to that. And that was ridiculous to even suggest. And now here's where Canada is. Where it's like legal for a teenager with nothing but some mental problems like anxiety to go without their parents' permission and go kill themselves with the help of the state. Which is, I mean, that's more than a slippery slope. That's like, it, that's an incredible rate of speed for that issue to change. And I mean, I think that if the cost is that, you know, we can't have it for anybody, that, that we need to go back to that because... It, this is obviously not a good solution to the problem. It can't. It certainly can't be mental health issues. It can't be. And I mean, and what about what about physical issues that aren't curable, but that are not like going to kill you or anything? Like the kid, the article that we read on Barry Weiss's Substack that was the kid. It was a 19 year old who was blind, who it wasn't curable, but he wasn't going to die or anything. He was just blind and didn't like it and was depressed and was like home smoking weed and not getting a job or going and seeing anybody no because that's not if it's not a pain thing then but he according to him he's suffering and his life is terrible well that's fine but i mean his his mind is playing tricks on him well yeah and imagine how like imagine how far you have to take that because the 
the pain that suicide inflicts on so many people around the person is so, so intense. Mm. You know, to claim that it's some kind of victimless thing to do, that it should be up to the person because it doesn't hurt anyone else except you. Like, well, obviously that's not true, that it doesn't hurt anyone else except you. It clearly hurts a bunch of other people. Hey, what's going on down there? Jamesy. Sally. Yeah. And I, they sound happy. Okay, I know, but somebody like opened the door. They did? I didn't hear that. Hey, Anson. He's not going to answer you. What's going on? It, did somebody just go out the door? Okay. I didn't hear a door, so. Um, but yeah, someone in the chat says they used to be in favor of assisted suicide, but because it's too far with the slippery slope, they want to go back. Because, yeah, like. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to reevaluate, too. Trisha, was... what's about, what about Alzheimer's or ALS or. Like. ALS, yes. Yes, what? You should be able to opt out. Well, I mean, you could also just kill yourself, I think, right? Well, yeah, but the argument would be that's, like, messier and more painful if you blow your brains out in the house and your family has to walk into that and clean it up. That that's way worse on them than if you just that's go That's how I'm going to do than it. Than if you just go to the doctor's office and don't come back, that that's much easier on everybody. <laughs> Although, I think it's kind of dark. Or people, like, throw the parties. Like goodbye parties for themselves. Yeah, <laughs> they invite over a living funeral. Like they'll How's invite your over dense everybody. Breasts, by the way, what's know? the update in your dance breasts? Uh, my uh, mammogram is tomorrow, actually. Oh, is it really? How yes. fun! Yes, exciting. How fun! Exciting. Ooh. Someone in the chat said, "Is that the noise of the car starting?" <laughs> <laughs> I know. Bye, Anton. See ya. Um, we sent him to the packy. Uh, yeah. So in other dystopian news. Uh, the, uh, the, what place is this? The Economist is reporting that they think that the energy shortages in Europe this winter could cause a hundred thousand excess deaths of I the elderly that. people in Europe this winter. I guess that's another way to get rid of the poor and the elderly and reduce your healthcare costs, I guess, between the assisted can you suicide imagine jump and the <laughs> Can you imagine, like, prancing around Europe talking about your climate initiatives? It's amazing. Did you see there's that new like uh, influencer? I think she's friends with Bill Gates's daughter or something who was just named to the Forbes 30 under 30, um, who's like a climate person. But she's hot. She's not Ooh. like Greta. Which one, what's her name? Um, I'm not going to remember her name. Now. I saw um, that like the, 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 the dude with the fingernails who was chasing, gonna, prancing around Jen Psaki last year was was one of uh -huh. them. They're trying to rehab his career. Or, or yeah, I'm sure his career um, doesn't need rehab. I'm sure he's made bigger deals than my uh, hot sauce deal. But um, Yeah, I want to find the girl. I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but she was uh, very lovely. And they're trying to do a whole thing with her now. Um, trying to like turn her into the next thing. I guess if the having an angry autistic teenager yell at us... <laughs> didn't work they're gonna go for attractive next to see if that takes <laughs> i don't know i mean what do you want also Alyssa milano's losing it yeah i saw that <laughs> well so you have to remember something about Alyssa milano okay for men my age she remains a sacred a sacred sainted person 
she was highly important <laughs> to men my age. And she I believe she's older than me, so I'm allowed to say that, even though we started loving her as kids. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You're not retroactively as an adult loving her as a kid. Correct. But <laughs> as a kid... It's as a kid you loved her as a correct. kid. Correct. And gotcha. that love traveled with her. <laughs> Um, through the years, but, um, but I, I don't mind, like, I don't mind that she's dumb. You don't? But she's dumb, and the problem is that... The problem is she's dumb and angry. Right. And wrong. Yeah. And no longer really beautiful. So, I mean, to, you know, I give, like, 90 yards of free yards if you're beautiful and wrong and dumb and angry. That's fine. But she's now, you know, it's like. Yeah. Um, But basically what she did after the fact of her not wanting a car made by white supremacists. So she got a Volkswagen. She's now um, somebody tweeted a meme of her that was unkind. So she's tweeting at Elon Musk complaining that that's is that the freedom of speech you want. What about copyright infringement? Is that fine, too? Well, like for one thing, copyright infringement is illegal. So. I mean, like, Elon Musk doesn't have to be for or against that. If it's illegal, it's illegal, and it'll get taken down by the lawyers one way or the other. Right. But, um, but yeah, uh, freedom of speech, I think, for most people does include the right to make... To meme? To meme about public figures like Alyssa mm-hmm. Milano. Yeah, she's clueless on this. I mean, the, the, in, the, in the VW thing was just classic. It's just absolutely classic. But, you know, I... I you. So what are all the white supremacists doing? Like the guys up in Montana in compounds. What are they doing now that they've been recategorized or decategorized, as a matter of fact? They've been unpersoned. They've been unsupremacisted. Because they're no longer white supremacists. How so? I'm confused. Because the left in the media has decided that you and I are white supremacists. Oh, right. Yeah. So they're no different than you and I. So like they're the brutality of their um, brand has been diluted. Well, that does make them angry. Yeah. Like they don't. One of the things they complain. We, you and I haven't put the work in. Yeah. No. And they and they get upset that like that that the people that the left says are white supremacists like aren't racist enough. Like they complain about when Republicans say like, oh, the Democrats are the real racists. Or whatever. Like, they don't like that. Like, or if people on the right, like, a lot of them didn't like the DeSantis stuff with the Martha's Vineyard thing because they were like, why are you trying to show that, like, the left is racist? Obviously, they don't want them in their community and, like, we shouldn't either. Like, that was more, like, the take amongst that set. There is sort of a strain of people that don't, that don't want the Republican Party to be unracist, you know? But I mean, it exists. They're mad about it. But look at—I mean, I think even like I would—I would throw Fuentes in that category for sure. God, I heard more of him, more of him today. Oh yeah, doing what? <clears throat> Just the way he speaks. He's such a good and affable speaker. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes him so dangerous. The kid is is dangerous. Here's a little piece of. Uh, 
What I grabbed. White people are always apologetic. Oh, no, no, I'm not a Nazi. Oh, no, no, I'm not anti I would never. No, no, I'm not this. I'm not that. Hang on. First of all, how dare you? How dare you? This is a decent nation. This is a good nation of good people. And if anything, this nation welcomed Jewish people into America. And then this is what we get, right? If anything, America welcomed Jewish immigrants throughout the 20th century for various reasons. And then what do they do? They become successful. So, first of all, a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Welcomed is an interesting concept. Jews were not off the boat in 1910 really considered white people. Yeah, no. And I don't think until the 50s could Jews go to normal colleges. I don't think they were allowed into Harvard till like the 50s. So, so this road, you know, America, this country, although welcoming to uh to foreigners was happy to welcome them into tier three well or there was there's been massive anti-catholic propaganda in the country in the past like huge anti-catholic movements a lot of the temperance movement stuff like the um you know the prohibition type of stuff was stuff that was aimed at catholics in particular by protestants who were not for drinking Oh, yeah. No, uh, there's no doubt. And there's no doubt. I mean, and this happens in every every country. I, and so I'm not I don't care. I'm not really ashamed of like uh, the the way that this country categorized people and and um, and w- was prejudiced against people, et cetera. It's not a good characteristic, but it's something that was not uncommon right. in the world. People found their tribes, found differences. You know, there was a time when the, the people of the elites in this country who lived in the nice houses in Beacon Hill saw the people, the poor people in the West End tenements and thought lesser of them. And in those West End tenements, there were Jewish people and there were Irish people and there were Italian people and there mm-hmm. were Portuguese and all sorts of things. And I'm sure that these elites... Felt that they were superior in every single way. They they all had good education and they had whatever. And it's more of a class thing than anything. But this this idea that you know the the twenty twenty two university culture is what it should have been then or could have been then it was not happening. And don't worry, you know you lost a lot of your elites in the Civil War, the ones who didn't pay to have somebody poor go for them. <laughs> <laughs> you know. The guy from uh, who lives on Beacon Street, um, Robert Gould Shaw. Oh, okay, you yeah. Know, he was a young guy who, who got waxed. He was one of the elites. Uh, okay. Successful in media and Hollywood, and then browbeat us and call us Nazis and call us exterminationists and say we're murderers. Why? Because we profess the same faith that we always have. Because because of our ancestors who built this country that so graciously welcomed you here. You just put it right in there with nationalism and patriotism and in religion, but the condiment is there <laughs> and you know what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it, it. That's the problem, too, is that you called Trump a racist forever and he wasn't. And now you're calling this kid a racist and he is, but you've taken the sting out of the term racist. 
Right, because you've called everybody that. Right. So You've got Trump who's like, I love the Jews, I love Israel, and I support all Jewish people, and has Jewish kids, and they're like anti-Semite. And then you have this kid who's like, actually, though, Hitler had a point, and they're like, see, right. anti-Semite. Like it's, so it doesn't necessarily translate. All right, bro. I think we're going to call it a night. Oh, this is, what would you like to get to, my dear? Um, let me just, somebody in the chat says that uh, Fuentes and Cannon Grant are the same thing. Yes. I, I think there's truth to that. Absolutely. I think there's absolutely truth to that. Um, uh, She was a little careless with the shakedowns. Well, the thing about. But then again. The thing about being the Black Lives Matter movement, though, and in that moment in time, is there was a lot less scrutiny of you and things you said than there is of a Nick Fuentes. Right. And the cultural storm ran cover for her. For a bit that made her feel in, invincible. And right. then it receded. So, <laughs> and then the feds came. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And she was stealing money. I don't know that Nick Fuentes steals anybody's money necessarily. Like, I think the people that like him actually like He's him. He's deplatformed. He can't manage to get paid. <laughs> he can't steal money. He's <laughs> incapable. But but I think also there's a reason why he and Kanye and Ye ended up in the same universe. Right. Because because I think there is and I think there is in a lot of black identity politics on both the right and the left. I think there are some strains of this like identitarian type of idea, you know, and I, I think there's that same vein running through some of the stuff Monica Cannon Grant says as some of the things Kanye says, too. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, it is too bad because Commentary Magazine actually ran a great piece, a huge long piece about the history of like this anti-Semitism that's sometimes in like these black liberation movements and like Farrakhan and kind of a lot of the black Hebrew Israelite stuff. And who a was lot it? Of these Jim Meggs or Eli Lake? I don't remember who wrote it, but but it's in Commentary Magazine if you look uh, for it. It was there. It, it was, they're so that good. was a really it was a really interesting piece and like was a lot of history stuff that I didn't know that I really enjoyed. That that was it was great to see it because I think it sheds a lot of light on like how we ended up here at this weird cultural crossroads moment where mm. Milo Yiannopoulos and Kanye West and Nick Fuentes are all like palling around together and going to Mar-a-Lago and stuff. So here's my question. Do you think that what do you think this sideshow assuming it continues in some form or other how do you think this impacts a 2024 Republican primary? I think it. I think more people will jump into the field as Trump's numbers continue to be diminished. I think it'll obviously the DeSantis team must be thrilled. Um, yeah. You know they're trying to tie it to him. I forgot where it was that was saying mm-hmm. that DeSantis hasn't commented yet on the uh, Kanye. Like, he, <laughs> like what, is, what does he say? have to do with it? Oh, um, what do you think about uh, people saying Tim Pool shouldn't have talked to them? I mean, I think there's some truth to it. I think more people heard Nick Fuentes yesterday who hadn't heard him than mm-hmm. in a long time. Than in a long time. I don't think he helped himself by going straight for like, isn't it true, though, that the Jews are the ones who came for Kanye or whatever he said? Like, Who, Fuentes? Yeah. It, yeah. it was something like like Kanye said, like, who do you mean by they? And Tim Pool was like, I don't mean it the way you guys mean it. And, and, he, and Fuentes said, like, oh, but isn't it them, though? You know? And so... Uh, I, 
I mean, I don't think he came across great. I don't think any of them did. If anybody else in the chat listened, I'd be curious uh, what you thought. But, uh, you know, what you thought of seeing him. But I do, I do know people who really like him and are way into it. Tim Pool? No, into Fuentes. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Jesus. Um, so here's my feeling on Tim Pool. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's very appropriate and prudent of him to have all those guys on. They just visited the last president of the United States. Well, yeah, States it would have been good if the they possible talked next about president that. of the United States. They, I mean, but they didn't talk about any of that. They just got mad that he wouldn't, that he gave them pushback about talking about Jewish people and then stormed out. Yeah. Which doesn't necessarily reflect well on them, so maybe that's a good thing. But like I say, I explained to like three people who Nick Fuentes even was today who had never heard of him. So, you know, uh, it does get him on more people's radar. So in that sense, I think that that's, you know, I think that adds fuel to his fire a little bit, don't you? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. But then again, I mean, he just met with Trump. So what are you going to do? Well, Trump is still truthing on Truth Social or whatever. Still I can't get on. Are you on? No, I haven't bothered. I haven't even applied. I applied months ago. And they get do they have it for Android, too, or just iPhones? I don't know. Uh, So Donald Trump truthed. I was 200. I don't even know what you're supposed to call it. I was 232 to 22 in the midterm elections and still have to listen to Dems, Rhinos, and the fake news explain how poorly I did. Also, 98.6% in Republican nomination endorsements. Without my endorsement of Republican candidates, the numbers would have been a disaster. Same for 2018 and the corrupt election of 2020, where almost everyone won and with the help of me, except me, and that's because the presidential election was rigged and stolen. Excellent. That's great. (laughs) So I don't know how that bodes for his campaign, but I guess uh, we'll see how it goes. And uh, Celebration tonight, Alice. You gotta go get seltzers. I'm sorry about that. We're celebrating. We closed a huge deal tonight. <laughs> I have to go? I can't go. My knee's broken. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I'll think about it. I, I don't landed know. the Chelsea Fire contact okay. contract, That's Alice. Fine. It's like with Ferris's mother and the Vermont people. I landed this contract. It's going to rain. We're lousy with hot sauce now. Lousy. Nice. Okay. Um, anyway, you can find us at burnbarrelpodcast.com. If you want to join us live, you can do that. By, by the way, that doesn't mean the price point for spots is it simply mentions. Though, depending on the product, we are we do have a, open, a trade policy at the Burn Barrel Podcast. Well, in, the, and in also, the case of the hot sauce, we actually would be spending that money either way. So, you would? know, we'd be buying... Right. Hot sauce, anyway. So it might as well be money that you're getting paid. Right. And that is, by the way, a case of that hot sauce is worth $30,000. So <laughs> that is great. the spot wow. price point, the 30, wow. 30 reads right there. Um, so if you would like to support us in other ways, but you don't have hot sauce to hawk, you can uh, join our Patreon. That's at patreon.com slash burn barrel or as always for free on social media. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.